0: Hello, this is Kristen Wambach with Intentional Now Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you are here and joining us, coming live from Corvallis, Oregon, here in the Pacific Northwest, USA. Yes, and Autumn showed up today. Well, actually yesterday. So we had some wonderful rain and it was well needed and it was so wonderful. Don't you just love the fresh rain of the changing seasons? It's just like everything needs a really good wash and a deep soaking into the dry ground from summer. It's absolutely terrific I enjoy it so much today I had the pleasure of going out and getting pumpkins for my front porch I have gotten my wreaths up and my mom's out I love to decorate for fall and harvest and my daughter-in-law went with me and we got the most interesting pumpkins it was so much fun I enjoyed it so I I encourage you to go put a brand new wreath on your front door. It's just so inviting and so wonderful, right? Okay, so I have a couple of reminders from last week's podcast. And, oh, yes, so there are a few seats still available for the free two-day online challenge, Better Health, Better Me. So I encourage you to pop over to my website and get signed up. Remember, Better Health, Better Me or Better You, it's not just a focus on health and wellness. Anytime you gain clarity and move forward in strategies towards your fulfilled dreams, you are walking in a better you atmosphere. And that is what that two-day challenge is. We are going to be so excited to actually get to see each other on Zoom. Um, I'm going to have some great tools for you. We'll unpack together. We'll have a great place to ask questions, get to know each other. I am just looking forward to it. So hop over to my website, sign up before, before you click off of this podcast, before the seats are gone, and it'll be great. I just encourage um, our listeners from around the world, I posted um, this link It's in the episode description of this particular episode so that you can easily find it. So, I thank you so much. We're going to have a good time. And also, thank you. I enjoy your comments. They are so helpful. Great questions. Great comments. And, you know, I want to say hello to Australia and Colombia. Welcome to the broadcast. I bless you. It is so much fun when listeners from other countries start popping into the broadcast. I can see them on my stats. So I want to welcome you and let you know that I know you are listening. And that is so much fun. Okay? So before we just continue to jump in... um. I want to tap into your heart because I know you come with a lot of questions. You have desires and needs and and things. And those things are really important because remember, this is a workshop type of podcast. We're always opening up things, learning things, growing things, discovering things, asking great questions, right? So, You know, maybe take a little notepad and um, press the pause button before we go on. Take a little notepad of some things and areas that you would really like to hear with better clarity from God. Just write them down, two or three, and write them down. And because that is a way that you are engaging your faith and saying, God, I know that you can speak to me in so many ways. And when you you extend that, you move by writing it down, that's extending your faith. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe you're going to get some wonderful answer today that you have been so seeking. You may hear it through me, or you may hear it from Holy Spirit while we're talking. Isn't that awesome? So, yes, write down two or three things that you have questions, things that you're seeking God for, okay? All right, let's dive in deep, okay? So we're in the unfinished book, Chapter 7 in Heavenly Places. If you haven't picked up your copy yet, oh my my, <laughs> you will find it on all the venues, Amazon, everywhere, borders, all that kind of not borders, but um Barnes and Noble, there we go. It's hardback paperback on Kindle or you can order a copy from me and it will be a blessing and honor to sign it for you personally. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't that neat? Okay, so chapter seven in the unfinished book and I want to bring to your attention the subtitle because it has to do with faith. Okay, let me read this here for you. Faith is only needed for the unseen until the evidence of it in action becomes visible around the one who exercises the faith. Yeah, it's a little chewy, isn't it? let's, Let's hear that again, okay? Faith is only needed for the unseen until the evidence of it in action becomes visible around the one who exercises the faith. Hmm. Isn't that good? Yeah. So Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, he deposited in each one of us a seed of faith. And we even use the word Seed, and that is so limited in our understanding. It, it is so limited because, you know, the author and the finisher of your faith, Jesus Christ, lives in you and he has full measure. <laughs> so, Let's just tap into the full measure of Christ in us, right? So that seed of faith or the full measure of Christ in us is destined to accomplish our destiny. And it is our responsibility to exercise that muscle in relationship with him. Okay? Well, so a question might be, Kristen, what does that look like or what does that feel like, right? What do you mean? That's a great question. <laughs> okay, so exercising one's faith, like our subtitle. We need faith to move, engage, connect. Um, massive, massive movement, massive uh, action right and it can also be a release of light or sound until the evidence is seen right then faith is not needed because heaven has manifested on earth through you right let me just give you a little story so um i have a grand piano sitting in um my front room and um, I did, I I saw that grand piano in heaven before it was ever here. Okay, how much of the story? Okay, I'll tell, all right, I'll tell you the whole story. Okay, tell you the whole story, right? All right, so we used to lease a very large 6,000 square foot home. And in that home, it had a huge hospitality room about 1200 square feet and inside that room it was totally set up for ministry and community and chairs uh, sound system it was wonderful but there was a $40,000 Steinway piano in that room it was gorgeous. <laughs> and I got to play on that and use that and, and enjoy it for three years. It was absolutely wonderful. But, you know, towards the end of us in our season of leasing that before we um, moved from there and we bought the home that we're currently in, I knew that I go, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? God, I, I need a piano. I need a piano. And and how do you go from, you know, a $40,000 Steinway? You can't go to nothing, right? So before that season ended, I started asking God about that, having a, a simple conversation about a piano. And now I was hooked on a grand piano. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw my grand piano I saw it in heaven. And of course, he says, yes, yes, and amen. So I saw the grand piano in heaven. I could describe it. I knew it was like a walnut brown, and it was wonderful. And so over a period of time, I talked to God about my, my grand piano because that is the way that I was exercising my faith right? So exercising your faith is meaning you are believing what God shows you, tells you, expresses to you, what he highlights to you, what he communicates to you. You are acting it out, having that conversation. It's kind of like if my husband said, Oh, Kristen, I'm going to buy you a phenomenal birthday gift, right? I have every expectation that he is going to bring me that phenomenal birthday gift, right? And if he didn't, then, you know, that would break down um, some of those barriers of trust and stuff. So God is the same way as like my husband or if you have a dear friend, somebody they have a relationship with you that when they say something to you, you know that it is going to transpire. And that is exercising your faith with the Lord, right? So I began to see my piano here on the earth. At first I saw it in heaven. And then I bega- began to see it on the earth. And it's funny, I go, I could see um, my grand piano was sitting in a room, in a, in a small like living room. It was sitting in front of a bay window and it had ottomans, you know, those little, foot um, footrests that are in the living room that kind of like match your sofa so there were ottomans around it and I saw it clear as a bell, right I wrote it in my journals I could open up those journal notes to you today and show you exactly um, how Jesus showed me that so some time went by I had a very dear friend named John and he was we were in relationship with him and and he was part of our faith community and and so one day he called me up and he said you know my wife has decided to sell her grand piano and I went oh and I'd never been to his house before and I go she did huh and I told him I go you know Does it look like this? Does it sit in a room? And does the furniture around it in the room, does it look like this? And he just looked at me and goes, how could you possibly know that? And I went, because God showed me and it's my piano. So yes, it look exactly the way that Jesus showed me so of course the piano came to my house my sons purchased it for me and it was absolutely wonderful and amazing and that has happened many many times so the unfinished book is just another testimony of experiencing something in heaven that's in the unseen I exercise my faith through relationship with Jesus and it comes to pass right in that neat? Okay, so I'm going to share the first, um, the first chapter here. Um, it's not very much because I think it's really important Um When I read my words back and I also read them and I hear what I say because they're in front of you and you can see the text and it just it highlights something, right? Okay, so an authentic prophetic word is merely reading and voicing a snippet from a book or a scroll that is already written or ordained in heaven. Oh, again, that is that is a big word, right? Well, oh, I think I'm going to read it in. I really want you to listen and hear this. So, an authentic prophetic word. Now, remember, it's authentic. It's it's breathed directly from heaven, right? Is merely reading a voice and voicing a snippet from a book or scroll that is already written or ordained in heaven. So. When somebody gives you a prophetic word, it's because God has already recorded it in the libraries of heaven with your name on it. So it's just like it pops down in their prophetic screen and then they voice it to you, right? During the season, the season in which um, I'm writing about here in chapter 7, I was unaware of its path. Um, I didn't have any clue that that's how it worked um you know a prophetic word wonderful we love giving them receiving them but a prophetic word is is already authored in heaven okay so when i immersed myself in the prophetic culture i was unaware But I heard it, receive it. I gave prophetic words, had a prophetic voice. Words were inspired by divine breath, yes. But I was oblivious to the course of responsibility for getting it written or recorded or given to the angels to activate it and on to its heavenly journey. I didn't know that part because When something is already written in heaven, that means that an individual has already encountered it in heaven. And that's why it's recorded about you. It's recorded because Jesus said this about you. Okay? Alrighty. Okay. Okay. So um, for several years, understanding the kingdom of heaven has been the learning God has been asking the church to be responsible for. Because, you know, a bride gets ready for her big day, right? Sampling, trying on, inviting, creating, looking for a way to reflect their love And the consummation is the icing on the cake of a covenant. So seated in heavenly places, we take the journey into our responsibility to record heaven's agreement. Thus, we can call it a mandate, an assignment. um, But that's that's at least the way that I have experienced it and um, share it with you. So it a prophetic word has already been agreed on in heaven. And God is inviting us as the church to be the recorders and the scribes and the authentic first individuals to actually have encounters and experiences with those records, those libraries, right? Okay, I mean, that is what the Bible is. The Bible is recorded in heaven first before it was ever written through man, through the voice of man, inspired by Holy Spirit here on the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, when we encounter the kingdom of heaven, our desires are wrapped around them. Okay, we learn about ourselves, who we are in him and what he has called us in the area of purpose to this world. It totally revolves around every portion of our life of personal, um, our family, our business, our health. There isn't any separation between the spirit and the natural. Not at all. So I've shared with you before that I encountered the unfinished book many times in heaven. And chapter 7 in Heavenly Places actually shares with you um, a journey and an encounter again of where I was encountering the unfinished book. When God gave me um, a special mandate, I um, encountered the angel named Kate, who actually was partnering with me to help me to accomplish the entire project. And the cool thing about it is that when I sent um, my manuscript over to my editor, who is in England, she also encountered Kate the Angel. (laughs) yep there and so kate was um stewarding and partnering with me and responsible for that text that record for it to come to fruition and i mean super cool right super super cool so um the unfinished book, its names changed as I grew, yeah, and exercised that muscle and strengthened that muscle of faith. Um, when it was, it started to be elating and waiting, and that became a chapter. And then it was The Watchmaker, which also became a chapter towards the end. So the unfinished book, um, if you looked at it, there's secrets that if you weren't talking to me, Right now, you wouldn't know these secrets. So if you looked at the cover, it it says the unfinished book and the F is capitalized and it's turned around. The reason why I did that, it just signifies the issues that I overcame um, in the area of dyslexia. I had dyslexia all through my grammar school my, um, years and I overcame that, was healed of it. But it was something that hindered me in my um, grammatical path. So one, the, on the cover there are so many little secrets that, you know, I have an opportunity to share with you right now. And so there's the backside of a pocket watch, which highlights my relationship with the watchmaker. And that's coming up. That's a chapter coming up. And inside, if you looked at it, it has an open book pages. If you looked inside the window in that portal, there's a set of stairs and the stairs are made up of puzzle pieces. Well, when you step through the veil of Jesus Christ, that part is very easy. Yes, (laughs) it's simple. Jesus Christ is simple. Everything in him is simple, right? But I had to learn a special reliance on the Godhead to teach me and help me to put those puzzle pieces together because it's different. The spiritual realm, the unseen, is different. There's many similar things, but it's different. So my faith and my reliance on God as my teacher It changed and it, and it deepened. So I, I love to connect with you. And I, this is just a little infomercial so that we can draw closer. And it gives us a a wonderful place to ask questions. So I'm, I love social media. Instagram is my happens to be my preference. So just hop over to Instagram, put my name in, K back 59 I look forward to your follow, and then you you get firsthand of all other goodies that I share, and and you get to learn a little bit more about my life, my daily life, my comings and goings, and it's really fun. So that is one of the beneficial things of Social media, right? We get to know each other better. So, um, in this particular season, I am currently enrolled in the Tony Robbins Coaching School. I am so excited to add this to my um, set of tools. My toolbox is getting larger. I've actually been coaching for 15 years. And wearing a pastoral hat and much, much inner healing, deliverance, Um, so much ministry. And I have so many wonderful things that God has put in my toolbox, but he is expanding me, right? (laughs) So um, let me see. I'm going to check here and see if I'm moving, if I missed something here. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't miss, missing. I was just checking my notes. Okay. So every week, um, I have live class. I heard that question. <laughs> okay. Yep. I heard that question before. I even go forward. The question was, Kristen, did you see that in heaven? And yes, I did. Yep. So, in this particular season, um. Yes, I absolutely saw God. And He he's almost like a, you know, in olden times where they said that they used to hang up a doctor's shingle. It was kind of like a sign outside of his office. That is how God told me um, that he wanted me to add that to my toolbox. Yep. I saw a coach there. People have always been calling me a transformational coach for quite some time. Um, But yeah, I did encounter it in heaven. Um, And there is more to the story, but I think we're going to save that for another time. Okay. So in my course that I'm taking every week, we have live classes with practice sessions following. And this week, um, I met a lovely Londoner, <coughs> excuse me, who was holidaying in the south of Spain. Oh, what a treat for me. I love to speak to people internationally. So after we finished our practice sessions mm, around the suggested mu- material, she then asked me, she goes, um... Can, can we just set aside our coach's hat right now? And may I ask you some personal questions? <laughs> this is not the first time. So what she asked me, I think, is so important. And, it, and it's a huge key in the area of in heavenly places, right? So her question to me was, do you think it is all one thing? energy that was the way that she expressed her understanding of what i will call the love of god or the energy of god um quite a few people don't give god the credit for the energy (laughs) that's his responsibility to change their confession (laughs) but it is him nonetheless And so I said, boy, that's a great question. And I thought for about it for a moment. I waited for Holy Spirit to cue my understanding and bring up an experience in which I could share from. Very important, right? So that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein. The only source of knowledge is experience. And I know you'll agree, right? So let's spend a few minutes with that deep question, okay? So energy, light, sound, um, love, um, all those, those are just familiar um, uh, ways that we express um the manifestation of who God is, right? And not so much who God is, but it's how we feel, see, and perceive Him. So, what I shared with her is, I went, "Hmm," I go, "Well, yes, it is all one. It it is all one, one." <laughs> oh one thought one him because he's the Alpha and the Omega he is all the all in all he is God right so it is all one but what I expressed to her was my engagement with that oneness of God, It it depended on the realm. And I use the word realm instead of dimension. Um, I just like the word realm. And we understand realm or dimension sometimes going up or going down. That is just a way that we understand it in our Western mind, which is a little bit more up-down hierarchical. I don't think I said that right. It just helps us to understand, but there's in and out, there's next to us. Um, Jesus referred it to it a lot as the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it is li- literally as close as your breath, as easy as turning your view, um, quieting your heart they all those all things mean the same so when i mean another realm so i understand god's energy which can be scientific it can be love it can be quantum physics it depends on if it's on the kingdom of the earth or if it's in one of the realms of the kingdom of heaven And yes, there are more than three. (laughs) That's for another day, right? (laughs) But how I engage them and the purposes of me engaging them depends on what Jesus is teaching me, what I'm experiencing with him relationally, because then it opens up when it opens up i mean i've gone through seasons where everything was mathematical and cubes and triangles and all of those oh how do i say it all of those movements which are scientific and mathematical and then i've gone through colors and sounds um it's just a matter of him teaching you and so but all together they are all one and they are all linked so it's kind of like if i hold held up a diamond that was the size of my hand and that diamond um has many facets and it depends on if i'm holding it there would be facets that were closer to my face right But on the other side, if you were sitting across from me, those facets on the other side would be closer to you. So there's a different perception. So in relationship with God, it's like we're moving around this gorgeous diamond and we're moving in it. And each one of those facets is a different perception of him, a different view. And depending on where the maturity is of my heart, I can go through that same facet many times and my understanding of it changes or matures. It's kind of like when God highlights a text in his word. Um, you may have read that text 20 or 30 times, but when Holy Spirit highlights it, you have a different perception of what he's saying to you. It's like his voice picks up the text and the vibration touches you. And he applies that touch, and it has something to do with the subject matter that you are currently on your journey through with him. Kind of like those notes that you wrote down before we got started. So, one of them could be highlighted, and you would know that, oh, God is talking to me about this one because it's highlighted. And then, if we wrap around to the beginning of this particular chapter, again, it's important for us to release our faith, to exercise our faith, to to ask God how he desires for us to move into it or even rest into it. But when we are resting into it, there is a visual place that we are focusing on. And he continues to add to it like an artist with a canvas, okay? They could be painting a lighthouse. But if you are... At the beginning of the painting, he's first play, painting the land in which the foundation of the lighthouse will sit on. So there is a process that you experience the artist. And depending on if you're doing the foundation or maybe you're all the way up the top and you're talking about that gorgeous French glass that actually mirrors. And sends forth the light. See? Ooh, you caught that. I saw that. that. It sends forth the light. If that is where you are on your journey of what he's talking to you about, then that is a different perception. But it is all part of the painting of your relationship with God. Right? Ooh. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Hmm. Okay. So let's take a moment here and um, you can ask me, we have a little bit of time and you can ask me another question. Okay. Oh, I remember I was going to do that. Okay. Another question. Okay. Before you ask me a question, right? Hmm. I want to share this with you and I'm going to, it's so it's like I'm praying for you. All right. So I'm going to bless your imagination. Okay. I'm blessing your imagination. So wherever you are, there is a sound in a frequency and my voice carries to you. So, You can take that voice and you can go, okay, God, I hold that blessing and I apply it to my imagination, like directly from God. So he lives in me. I voiced the blessing and it travels to you. I bless your eyes to see, your ears to hear, to hear mystery. It's reborn and it's cleansed. Words are formed before you. Do we ever consider answering, answering our life written in the heart of the one who is also unseen? Mm-hmm. Till we respond wholeheartedly, no matter the cost, in allowing the Jesus that we love to come through the door, we open. And He asks us to follow him. And we really do. We really follow him. So when we open up that first gate, that first love in our heart, Jesus comes in, right? But see, you can also walk out that door. That door goes two ways. There's one onto the inside of you, the kingdom of heaven in you. But when you follow and go out, out the door with Jesus Christ. You're following the river of life into the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) So I bless your imagination. Allow your imagination to paint the words that I express to you here today. They are living. And attach your faith to those words. Ask God, What do you want me to do with those words, those word pictures? Do you want me to write them down? How do you want me to engage and act upon those words and bring those words into greater focus for me to to ponder and meditate on? Just like my piano, same difference, right? Right? Maybe one of those words is something that you have highlighted on that little piece of paper that we started with, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to give you a minute, and I'm going to hear a question from you, and I'll answer it, and it'll be good. So just a minute. Let me listen. Okay. Now, that's a really good question. All right. Boom. I yeah. So you might say, well, Kristen, uh, how does that work? A question. Well, mm, so we don't see the waves of sound that carry this podcast to you. We don't actually see them, but they occur and they send the podcast from my voice sitting here in my office to you, whether... You're listening while you're driving in the car, whether you're in your home, or maybe you're taking a, a walk and you have your headphones on. That same sound wave carries it. Well, a question from you works the same way. It's still unseen, but see, if you thought it, or Holy Spirit, made it cross your mind and you send it back to me. And so then I hear it. And yeah, there's probably a few more questions than the one that I um, address, but it works the same. You know, we use telephones to do that all the time, right? We talk on a telephone, we text on a telephone, we use social media, right? What is that a mere reflection of? It's a telekinesis. It's talking to each other using a sound wave electrical cell device, right? <laughs> In heaven, you don't need those. So, a phone is literally a prophetic mirror of a capability that we have and have the ability to grow that capability with God. Whew, doggy, that was good. Okay. Do you really need a question? (laughs) Yes, you do. Always. Okay. I do a question. Okay. So this is kind of the word picture in my imagination that is developing. So when I exercise my faith, I begin to talk about it. I begin to talk about it and I get more of the picture. So I'm honoring that that picture is coming forth and it's a sound wave it is a frequency and it is a light it's just in the spirit right so i see a young mother that has two children that is what i see and so her question is is regarding raising her children and kind of the question is well how do you um, raise your kids to grow, um, in the spirit? That is a great question. And there's so much to it. Um, from my experience, right? My experience is ooh, my kids. Let me see. I was baptized with Um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit when my youngest son was 10 months old and I started singing in tongues over Justin so it did take me a few years to build up my spiritual relationship with the Lord before I was aware I was seeing and experiencing and hmm, that's where you reading the book really helps because it tells my journey and path. So my kids were not really little when I put two and two together and came up with four and went, oh, there's a door here and I'm on the other side, right? So my suggestion to you is, is when we are children, I believe thoroughly that we have the ability to see and hear, and we're so intuitive as children um, to the spiritual realm. And my my suggestion is is that a lot of that intuitiveness of a child is um, is altered or. Um, Hindered or dulled down um, because we live in a world with people who can't see. So, for instance, take a child that may have a make believe friend. If I were the parent, I would go ask Jesus, Is this a make believe friend? (laughs) That is always your best way to place to go and i'm always going to say go ask god right for everything go ask god so this make believe friend right um you ask jesus and he's going to tell you it's a yes or a no and if it's a yes oh boy yay your child is connecting with the spiritual realm and so you would encourage that Encourage it that yes, that is Jesus talking to your child and do the same thing. Ask your child to ask Jesus and then you can ask him, well, what did Jesus say? And simply believe. And so that way that you are teaching your child to be open to hearing from Jesus and be learning also how to exercise their Face, right now, let me give you another for instance. So, some children have like monsters under the bed, right? Hmm, and how many parents do you know that really believe that there's a monster under the bed? Under the bed, right? The monster. Well, did you ever ask the question? maybe there is a monster under the bed, right? Well, again, ask Jesus and ask him, what is it that that monster under the bed, what right does that monster have to be there to frighten my child? And whatever Jesus says to you, then... Ask for forgiveness. So he'll remind you, you'll hear it. Ask for forgiveness for partnering with that. Break agreement with it. Nail it on the cross and tell it to go. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So just believe your children when they say there's a monster under the bed. And they can also help you. Get rid of the monster that's under the bed and that returns and brings peace to you. So that was my question (laughs) from a young mom that has two children, right? Just believe your children and together learn to ask Jesus together and you'll grow. And their faith and their gifts of seeing and hearing and feeling and perceptions in the spirit will just grow from that point. They won't be kind of like me to where is uh, it kind of got shut down just because my parents didn't have a clue. Um, They didn't know what that was all about. They had no ability to teach me. So I had to learn it all, open it up again, re-engage all those tools that were given to me by God and given to your children by God. So you are blessed as a mama to be able to discover it with your children. Uh huh. Just always ask Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the author and the finisher of your faith, and he leads you into all truth. That's where he leads you. (laughs) Okay, great. I love these times with you. (laughs) It's so wonderful. Again, I look forward to your comments. Make sure you head over and sign up for that free two-day online challenge. And so I'm going to say, go ask Jesus. Does he want you to sign up? Uh, that's always the best thing to do okay i look forward to you following me on social media that makes it super fun and again welcome welcome and please share the podcast with your friends all those people that have those great questions right and you have an absolutely marvelous day i appreciate you i love you bye now